<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. What's happening, y'all? Back once again, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing, man? I hope y'all having a good week, a good life. Hope you living lavishly out here, living to the fullest, getting in on what your heart desires out here, going for your dreams, tackling, you know what I'm saying, being fearless out here, not being hung up on what everybody else is thinking and talking about, doing what you feel is right in your soul, man. I hope you're not out here comparing yourself to others. I hope you're just doing your thing. Yeah, we out here, man. And you know, my co-host is in the building, man. We got water up in here. What up, man? Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Ah, whew. I'm drinking that Nestle Pure Life this time, man. And uh, water is just the best thing since sliced bread, even though sliced bread is not really that big of a deal. I mean, sliced bread is cool, but it's not. Anybody can cut their own bread. Anybody can slice their own bread. If you got a loaf, you can slice it. It's really not that big of an invention, okay? Water is the ultimate invention because it fuels all other inventions because without water, it wouldn't be anybody around to even invent shit. So y'all going to respect this water. You feel me? You going to respect this water. That's one thing you going to take from my podcast. Every episode is that you will respect this water. You feel me? Feel every piece. All right. I'm not talking about jewelry. I'm not talking about Lamborghinis and red bottoms, Timberlands and just floss. I'm talking about the purest of water yeah man get in on it respect it man i'm out here doing my thing living lavishly as usual you know what i'm saying uh watching movies taking it in um i'm about to do a cruise ship uh this coming weekend i fly out to florida to uh get on the cruise ship i gotta perform on a cruise ship for seven days um Doing stand-up comedy on cruise ships is work. I'm going to just put it like that. Um, Yeah, it's work, man. Because, you know, a lot of times they want you to be squeaky, squeaky clean. You got to do a lot of material. You got to do a lot of time. And it's work, man. It's work because, you know. Some people might come back and see you again, depending on how many performances you do while you're on that seven day cruise, people going to come back and see you, man. And you, you might exhaust all your material, man. Like they're going to have to hear the same thing. And me as a comedian, I don't like people hearing what I already told you. I like to give you something new every time, but I'm about to be on this cruise ship, man. Seven days. This is my third time performing on the cruise. My first time ever on a cruise was as a stand-up comedian. So stand-up is a stand-up has afforded me a lot of blessings in life. And one of them was to finally get on a cruise ship. I remember I, the first one I did, I got motion sickness right when we took off. I got one of those little pills to help you with it. And I was cool after that. And then the second time I got on the cruise, 
uh, I didn't need that pill, so I guess <laughs> I guess I got my sea legs, right? <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if y'all ever been on a cruise, man. And the cruise ships I was on, um, it wasn't like old people. It was. I, I feel like it was a good mixture of people on the cruises that I did. Um, it was some young people on there, some kids on there and some old people it's like a good mix like I, I haven't done one of those black cruises yet i would love to do that um to see what that's all about um not a lot of single people on cruises on the cruises that i did this will be my third one um not that i was out there looking like who's single out here on this cruise ship i'm looking but i just noticed things you know what i mean and um there was this one single woman on one of them. She was from um, Venezuela. She was sexy, man. I was like, yo. She was with her brother. And she was talking to me tough. And then I don't know what happened. I think I left. Uh, I don't think I saw her after that. And that was that. I met this one girl on the cruise. She was real cool. She was actually working the cruise. She was one of the performers on there. And uh, she was real cool, man. We stayed in touch after that. Um it's crazy, man. Like when you out in the middle of the ocean, you just really just reflect on like, man, dog, we just out here in the middle of the ocean. And you know me, I'll be thinking about Titanic. Like I'll be like, man, he was in the middle of the ocean and that shit sank. You know what I'm saying? That shit sank. Do y'all know? I don't think y'all realize the ocean. I think we take, I think we kind of take the ocean lightly a little bit. Like, yo, it, I just think about like, you know, if I, if my car broke down in the middle of nowhere and I'm in the, in the, in the West, let's say I'm in New Mexico and I'm out in the desert, car broke down, I'm walking, just dirt road, just out there. And I'm like, yo, imagine that. Multiply that that vastness by five. And that's all water. And it's just you for miles in water. No land. Crazy. Like think about how big a pool is, but think about the ocean. You out there in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the ocean, cold chilling. Oh, that's that's terrifying to me, man, because the ocean is just Whew. To be to be stuck out in the who's gonna come get you? Who's gonna come get you? When I when I start thinking about like the Titanic or even further back to pirates and sea vessels and when people was exploring and they out there in big vessels and you know storms are coming, they done tore the ship up. They ain't even got this is before phones and radar. This is just Christopher Columbus and them out there musty as hell in the middle of the ocean just out there shipwrecked but they not shipwrecked on the island they shipwrecked in the middle of the ocean what you gonna do what you gonna do Cletus what you gonna do you gonna go you gonna you gonna be out there the sun is gonna be cooking you alive first of all the merciless sun ain't no shade you just taking every piece of these sun rays to the face, the back, your arms, your knee. Your knees is getting cooked 
out in the ocean, just in the middle of it, just taking it. What, you holding on to a plank? You holding on to a fragment of the ship that just happens to be floating and you just out here. You really out here. Not to mention, I ain't even got to the animals that's down underneath you yet. It's a whole, your little feet kicking. It's a whole freeway, rush hour freeway of animals underneath you while your feet are out here kicking. And they just like, I hate to be you, sir. And they just swimming through. Man, let me tell you something, man. I can't even imagine. You got to be Courage McGee to be out here in the middle of the ocean in these ships talking about um, a seafarer. You're just out. You're an adventurer. You know, you're a pirate. You're just out here exploring the ocean. That's why these cats was reckless. That's why they out here just smashing whoever, just drinking and living recklessly because they just, you got to be crazy to, to live this life. Yeah, we just gonna hit the old. We just gonna hit the open seas and just see what we find. I'm talking about super back in the day. No sonar, no no radars, no none of that. You just out there in the sea, just out there looking for new new islands, new new places to plunder and rape and steal from and. All kind of shit, man. Let me tell you something. One storm come along, crack that ship in half. Y'all done sank. The cook done sank. Everybody, you just scrambling for dear life. It's like, how many people gave up? How many people sank to the bottom? How many people did sharks eat? How many people got cooked by the sun, just laid there and rotisserie to death? I'm like, man, what a life. What a life. I'm like, yo, when I watch Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, they having epic battles, cannons and, you know, ships getting blown to pieces, people going over, man, overboard. What, what happens when the whole ship is overboard? You're in the middle of the ocean. It's crazy to me. So now I'm about to get on this cruise ship. Oh, mind you, like if something happens, you know, you know, we got communication now. They're going to send the Coast Guard or whatever. But that wait for the Coast Guard, if you ain't got no floaty, you just out there. And I can swim, but I already know for a fact I'm going to get tired. I'm going to get tired fast. Like my, my swimming stamina is slim to none. I can swim, but I'm going to be tired. And then once you get tired, you're just going to sink. And oh, no, and don't, don't even. Don't even get me started on if you're in the middle of the ocean kicking and you just out there butt ass naked, not naked, you know, without clothes on, but just naked existence wise. Like all you got is you, a wooden plank and just that's it. You ain't got no food, no nothing. You running out of energy trying to stay afloat. And then when that sun sets, and it's dark? Oh, God. Oh, man. That's terrifying to just be out in the middle of the ocean, floating and kicking in the dark. It's nighttime. It's full nighttime. And them creatures underneath you are like, oh, we just getting started. We just getting started down here. Giant squid, sharks, manta rays, piranhas. I don't know what the hell is in there. Everything. So, 
some some sea creatures they haven't even discovered yet. It could be it could be creatures in, in that water the size of uh, two Cadillacs and an Escalade merged together, and you know they don't even know what to call it yet. And it could have sharp teeth and two big eyes that can see you can see your body heat. I don't know what's down there, man. Oh, that's who that's crazy. I'm scared of the ocean, man. The ocean scares me. Big time. Like, I'm not scared of animals, but let's just say if I'm in the ocean, butt ass naked, in the middle, in the middle of the ocean, mile, no land for miles, and I'm just swimming, I'm scared of animals that day. I'm scared of sharks. And I love sharks. But if I'm in the ocean with them, I'm like, yo, are you gonna just tear me apart? And the pull down, they're gonna pull you down. Oh, they're going to pull you down. They're going to just be like, yeah, let me get in on this. They're not just going to swallow you whole. They're going to pull you down. And underneath the uh man, I can't even imagine the pull down. Oh, that's terrifying, man. But I bet you Sharks was having a field day back, back in the 1400s and the 1500s when ships was everything. And they were just always just crashing and shipwrecking and all kind of stuff. And oh, I bet you Sharks was like, man, we eating good out here, player. These humans is out here. Let's get in on these meals. We got Christopher Columbus out here falling overboard. We got we got slaves jumping ship. It's just all kind of stuff in this ocean. And the Sharks are just, the Sharks got they beard on. You know how people, when people go to crab cracking Monday and they got the beard on and they just cracking crab legs? That's what Sharks was doing to humans back when, <laughs> back when ships was everything. They were just like, ooh, oh, oh, I'm, mm, this human meat. It's lavish out here, man. They just falling overboard. I done ate three crew members tonight. You know, it's, Oh, man, dog. Crazy. Well, let me tell you something, man. It's beautiful to see, though. Like, it, it's something. At the same time, I didn't, I didn't just highlight all this fear. At the exact same time, it's beautiful. It's like tranquil. It's like something about the ocean that really just connects to your spirit. You're just like, man, you know. And it's funny, that dynamic of how beautiful it is and how dangerous it is at the same time. Like, you know, it's like, uh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. But at the same time, that could be the most terrifying thing you've ever seen right on the flip side. You'd be like, yo, let let a storm kick up. And you like, hey, man, I just want to be on land. You know, it's a quick flip. And they said that in the movie, uh, the new movie, Kong Skull Island. They were like, man, some of the most... Beautiful places are also the most dangerous. And that's the ocean to me. Not yeah. Speaking of islands, man, um, I saw Kong, Skull Island. And, uh, you know, they went out there to the island. They took a boat, took a big-ass ship. You know, it was set in the 70s. Um, and they went out there, man, Skull Island. I don't know. I don't know how much of a fan they all are, King Kong, but uh, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. First of all, I'm a fan of gorillas, period. Like, I love to, like, look at gorillas. Like, I love the way they look. They just be sitting there looking strong and, and scary and no nonsense. And they just sitting there eating vegetables. 
but they look like the coldest pieces, though. They look like, yo, man, you come over here, I'm going to rip your arms off just because. And then when I rip your arms off and beat you with them, I'm going to go ahead and eat on this bamboo. You know, it's gorillas are beautiful, man. If y'all ever go to the San Diego Zoo, I hate to see animals in captivity, but I love animals so much, I got to get in on them, so I go to the zoo. They got some dope gorillas at the San Diego Zoo. Like last time I was there, they came over the hill. I was like, yo, these gorillas is out here, baby. So with that in mind, of course I'm going to feel a movie about a giant gorilla. Like how could I not? You feel me? How could I not get in on the giant gorilla by the name of King Kong? And that that name is strong as hell, first of all strong ass name kong man and they made him huge man which i like man and i like i like the last king kong movie uh the peter peter jackson one uh i don't know if everybody rocked with it like i did i really enjoyed it it was a tad too long and once they got back to the city it wasn't as good as it was when they were on the island but um i don't like the fact that that uh in the king kong movie Cause you know, in the original King Kong, he's on top of the building. He's got the girl. They got airplanes. He ends up falling to his death. Uh, I didn't like that, man. Cause I feel like y'all shouldn't have brought him here. Cause in the original King Kong story, they find him on the island, then they bring him to the city, and then they they end up causing his death. I hated that. Like, just leave him where he was at. Don't bring him over here then. You know, and I was just like, man. So when they when they redid it, you know, Peter Jackson, fresh off of uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, he was fresh off of that. Had Naomi Watts in the joint, Jack Black, Adrian Brody. They on the island, man. Big ass insects on the island. Them big ass insects was scary as hell. Like, I remember them big ass crickets and them worm like things. Yeah, the scenes was dope as hell. But but they was they was like shooting the bugs off one another. In real life, if you shoot a bug if you shoot a giant cricket off your friend, I'm pretty sure you're gonna hit your friend with them bullets. But that's neither here nor there. Um I like that I like that uh King Kong Peter Jackson did. With that being said, I was happy to see that they were redoing another uh King Kong movie. I was like, yes, Skull Island. Let's go. Let's go to Skull Island and see what's cracking. Got a nice little cast in this joint. You got Tom Hiddleston from, uh, he played Loki in the Avengers joint. We got uh, John Goodman in that thing. We got Sam Jackson off in this bitch. We got her, um, what's her name? Brie Larson, who I think she just won an Oscar for something. I think The Room. I think she won. So she got some buzz, and she's also she's also going to play Miss Marvel in the new uh, Miss Marvel movie. And so this is my this is my first time really checking her out just to see you know what what she was all about. Um, who else was in that? The dude who played Doctor Dre in Straight Outta Compton was in this thing. The dude who played Easy E in Straight Outta Compton was also in this thing. You know what I mean? They should have had Ice Cube Cat in there too. Why not? Why not make it a straight out of Compton Skull Island joint? Let's do this. Um, who else was in that thing? Was there anybody else? I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting somebody. And there was some familiar faces in there. And um, so 
I don't want to give too much away, but they, they, um, you know, some scientists discover Island that's pretty much uncharted. It's pretty much untouched by human hands. Humans of humans ruin everything. I just want to get that out in the open. Humans ruin everything. If it's an undiscovered Island, it's best that humans never set foot in that bitch because they're going to ruin everything. All right. Just stay away. Anyway, this, this Island was pretty much uncharted because it's surrounded by like a perpetual storm system. So it's hard for people to get through the storm to even, to even get up in there. You try to take your ship through there, your ship is going to be obliterated. And so, uh, humans wasn't really going in there. And, uh, some scientists discovered that they wanted to, you know, they wanted to see what was going on on this Island, man. It could be untapped resources. You know, we got to get in on this. You know, John Goodman and Dr. Dre are just trying to get funding to, you know, take a little trip to the Island and see what's really cracking out there. So that's the premise of the movie. They hire a tracker who's played by Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki and, uh, the Avengers joint. A photographer, that's Brie Larson. And you got your soldiers, Sam Jackson and them. And then you got your team of scientists as well. Um, and those were led up by, you know, a couple familiar faces. And, um, yeah, so they all go out there, hit this island and see what's cracking. You know what I mean? And then get out there, man. And, you know, in short order, you know. ha, ha, ha. King Kong makes his presence felt. You know what I mean? Like, once they get on the island, you ain't got to wait long to see Kong. I'm going to just say that. Oh, oh, how could I forget? John C. Riley is also in this thing, and he killed it in this joint. John C. Riley, man, he's so funny to me, man. Uh, if y'all not familiar with John C. Riley off the bat, he's, he's the guy from Talladega Nights. He's the guy opposite Will Ferrell and Talladega Nights, and also in Step Brothers. He's, um, oh, and if y'all haven't seen, if y'all haven't seen the movie Walk Hard with John C. Riley, please do yourself a favor and watch that movie. It's so slept on as a, as a comedy. Uh, I bought the DVD. I left it at this girl's house I was dating. She done moved. I probably ain't going to get the DVD back, so I got to buy it again. But, man, walk hard, John C. Riley. Do yourself a favor um, and go see that. Get get in on that movie, please. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. John C. Riley, though, he's good because he can do drama and comedy extremely well. And, um, man, he did a good job in this, man. He was one of the highlights of the movie. Um Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki in the Avengers joint, he does a good job because I didn't see him as Loki in this movie. So that's that's a good thing. Like I just saw him as a different character. I saw him as somebody else. And he he he's a good he's a good leading man. He's a good leading man, man. So I was like, okay, then okay, Tom Hiddleston. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I think I might be adding a T that's not there. I can't see his name, but it's something like that. Um Sam Jackson, you know he gonna do Sam. You know he gonna do Sam. Uh, he played he played a good character. His character was interesting. Like I was like, all right, Sam, I see what you're doing out here. John Goodman is John Goodman as always. Now let me get to Brie Larson. Um, 
Brie Larson impressed me. Like I'm looking forward to seeing her in this Marvel joint because she, she just by looking at her, you know, I was watching her and I was like, yo, she carries a good, she reminds me of Sigourney Weaver. And Sigourney Weaver, I love Sigourney Weaver forever because of aliens. And because for me, Sigourney Weaver embodied like a strong female character. She was heroic. She was she was brave, but also vulnerable and feminine at the same time. I like that. Like, you know, you a, a woman a, for a woman to be tough. She doesn't have to be all you know, hyper-masculine with it. Like, okay, just still be a woman. You can, you can be tough and brave and still be a woman. A woman doesn't, doesn't automatically make you a weaker person. You don't have to be manly to, to, to display courage and like bravery and, you know, heroism. You know what I mean? So I like for women to still be women within that. Like, you know, don't be out, don't be out here acting like dudes, you know, just to show that you tough. All right? You can be a tough women are tough, man. So so I feel like she has that. She has that quality, man. That's why Ripley from Aliens is one of my favorite characters in film because she just embodied that. Like she was tough, but she didn't she didn't want Sigourney Weaver didn't sign up for this in Aliens. She didn't sign up for this, but I gotta kick ass and take names. But I I don't want no parts of this. Like I'm scared, I'm vulnerable, but I also gotta put this work in. You know what I mean? And for me, that's very human. And so Brie Larson had a human element. Like I was just watching her like, you know, she she has she has a good stoic face when need be. But then when she would smile, like, yo, she got a she got a warm ass smile out here. OK, Brie Larson, I'm looking forward to more from her. And so, um, yeah, special effects in the movie. Let's talk about that. King Kong special effects was legit, man. Like King Kong looked dope. Kong looked dope. I liked his size. Um, and he just looked dope, man. And he wasn't having it. He was scrapping. Okay. And uh, I'm always, I'm going to usually side with the animals. Like when they put a big ass animal or a small animal in a movie, I usually side with the animal. Like even the ones that's wilding out, I still just kind of just be like, ah, do you have to kill the animal? I don't, I don't think you have to kill Anna, why you gotta take it? I remember the movie. Uh, <laughs> tell me why I felt a little bad for the lions in the movie Ghost in the Darkness. I was like, why we got to kill the lions? Though, even though these lions was treacherous as hell, they was just killing people, and they wasn't killing people to eat them. They was just murdering. I was like, man, y'all wrong for this. But I always end up feeling kind of bad. Like I'd be like, man, you know. Granted, if you put me in a situation where animals is attacking me. I'm going to survive. That's the basic, that's the basic instinct of life. We're we going to survive. And so if it's, if it's an animal attacking me, I'm going to go ahead and survive. It's either me or you. It's going to be, it's going to be you. I mean, it's going to be me. Wait, it's going to be you or it's going to be me. If it's me or you to survive, it's going to be me. I think I said that right. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm going to survive, you know? And so, with that being said, like, when, but when movies always got the animal killing people, I'll be like, well, do you have to kill animal? I mean, can't we just, can't we just talk about this, huh? No? Um, 
But the special effects was dope, man. I, I like the cinematography of Kong, and uh, you know, I got I got my issues with with the movie. Like I I, I got little issues here and there, but like um, overall, I tell you this though, since since it it's got the big monster theme, like you know, you always put Godzilla and King Kong in the same conversation because they just big monsters that that are attacking humans or defending themselves against humans, whatever, fighting other big monsters. And um, to me, Kong Skull Island was more enjoyable than the last Godzilla movie that came out. Not the, not the, not the Shin Godzilla movie that came out in Japan. The one, the one, um, the American joint that they released in like 2000, I want to say 13. Is that when it came out? Maybe t- Maybe 2013 is when it came out. Uh, I can't remember exactly. But it had uh, Aaron Johnson in it and uh, Brian Cranston was in it. That one, I feel like they were they were trying to hide Godzilla too much. They, they didn't want to reveal Godzilla. They were like playing too much. Like just show the goddamn monster. That's why we're here, man. We want to see Godzilla. Stop hiding them. Stop closing the door every time we could we could get a visual. Uh, don't give us that handheld camera bullshit. Like I want to see, show us the wide shot. I'm a fan of wide shots. Give us the wide of King Kong standing in Vegas. I, I want to see that. I want to see him tearing up the Luxor. You know, no disrespect to the Luxor, but just show us everything, man. Stop playing around. So with that, Brian Cranston did his thing in Godzilla, but Aaron, Aaron, what's his name? Aaron, the dude who played Quicksilver in the Avengers and he was in Kick-Ass, Aaron Johnson. He was dry as hell in Godzilla. I was like, ah, I was like bored. So um, with that being said, Kong was more fun. Like the characters were better. I feel like they were just more interesting. Uh, besides, you know, Brian Cranston killed it in Godzilla, but like this this Kong movie, it was like a better ensemble cast, um, and it was just a little bit more fun, and they and they weren't hiding Kong, like so. I was like, cool, show us the money. That's why we here, man. Give us the goods, and they gave the goods, and I give it like a I give it like a B, man. Like it's a good B, it's a solid good movie. Um, and please make sure you. Um, Make sure you stay for the closing credits because there's an extra scene at the end. There's a scene that they, when the movie goes off, there's a scene immediately as the credits are rolling. There's that scene, and then there's another one you got to wait for. So don't get up and leave like I did. I made that mistake. So so I recommend Kong. It's, a, it's an entertaining joint at the movies, man. Get in on this. And uh, with that being said, man, I've reached my uh, stopping point of verbal cardio, man. Thank you all for tuning in again. Tony Baker Comedy on Instagram, Tony Baker Comedy on Twitter, Comedian Tony Baker on Facebook. Um, I'll put this up on iTunes, I'll put it up on Comic Delivery, and I'll put it up on SoundCloud. Man, please, please let me know how you felt about the episode. Please chime in, give me feedback on my Instagram about this episode of Verbal Cardio. Preferably, you can put it under uh, a post about Verbal Cardio, that way I can find it. 
and let me know how you how you felt about what I was talking about. Uh, give me your two cents. Also, tell me what you want me to talk about in the future. Please chime in. Your feedback would be greatly appreciated. And as always, thank you for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Guardian.